0: Hello, I'm Alex Zane, film journalist, movie fan and your host for A Trip To The Movies. I'm currently in our podcast studio a mile beneath the streets of London and in a moment my guests this week, the wonderful duo of Danny and Michael Filippo will be talking about their new horror film Talk To Me, their plans for a Street Fighter movie and will of course be taking us on their perfect night out at the cinema. Thank you very much for downloading the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Odeon. From as little as £2.50, your little one's imaginations can run wild this summer because every day during the school holidays, Odeon will be showing the most magical fairy tales and animated films ever made so the whole family can enjoy that cinematic feeling of sinking into the softest seats and being mesmerised by massive screens for less. To immerse your family in an unforgettable adventure from £2.50, look out for Odeon Kids tickets on their website or app. You see, they make movies and the school holidays better. And if you'd like a pair of free tickets to head to your nearest Odeon, stick around after the interview and I'll tell you how you can get your hands on a pair also if you would like to watch today's interview in glorious technicolor it goes up on our youtube channel this friday so please while you're there subscribe to the youtube channel and help us grow the pod into a giant temple of film for all the latest updates and to get in touch you'll find us at trip to movies pod on all social media that's at trip to movies pod instagram tiktok twitter and now threads right then time to introduce today's guests who i interviewed just last week on zoom the morning after they landed in london if you're ready let's do this Hello and welcome to a trip to the movies where each week a special guest takes us on their perfect night out at the cinema. This week we're joined by a brilliant pair of filmmakers whose movie making began when they were just 13 years old and led to their award-winning Racka Racka YouTube channel. They've just directed their debut feature film, Horror Movie Talk To Me, which is already scaring up some devilishly good reviews ahead of its release at the end of the month. Here to tell us about all that and take us on their perfect night out at the movies, it's the brilliant Danny and Michael Filippo gentlemen happy sunday
1: great yeah
0: right one of you was up all night watching ufc but uh Danny, you went to bed at a reasonable hour right no
1: no i had to catch up on some script notes so we would, i was doing some script noting he was working i was watching ufc <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey that's the life of a writer right you you're always working while the director's just going send me the notes in the morning
1: yeah, yeah. Michael, why are we filming yet? Right, already.
0: <laughs> so listen, uh, congratulations on the movie. The reviews have started to come in. Uh, some are calling Talk To Me, the best horror of the year, the scariest movie of the year. How are you feeling right now? Let me start with you, Michael. Oh,
1: uh, it's uh, disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it's literally the best thing ever. We're so afraid of what people would think of the movie and we didn't know how it would be received. So for it to be like, get this kind of reception has been, it's like literally a dream to us. Like the dream outcome with every, like every part of it has been like the perfect outcome, I think. Mm. So, yeah, we're so happy. All the screenings we've, we've been doing with all the people that come out, we're so thankful and just glad to be here.
0: Oh, that's cool. So you've had the chance to watch it with an audience now. That must be uh, an exciting the first time you do that must be kind of nerve-wracking, but obviously when you get the reactions, like nothing else in this world.
1: Yeah, the the one the Sundance premiere will be premiered at some because that was the first time I was being seen by critics and distributors and things like that. That was the most terrifying experience ever. Cause you didn't you didn't know what it was, you know, how it was going to be received. So it was so scary.
0: So um, for those who don't know, it is a horror about demonic possession, but it takes a somewhat different route to uh, what is kind of a well-worn genre. How challenging and then how exciting is it to find new ground in something audiences can be quite familiar with?
1: Yeah, it's always about just um, trying to modernize things and like base those tropes in today's generation and like like trying to really analyze what would it be like if that was a thing right now and like, I have no doubt that people be wanting to do it. People be wanting to get possessed, and people would be wanting to film it and upload it. So, uh, yeah, it just felt it felt it felt unique and it felt right.
0: Yeah. So wait, are you saying that you think there's going to be a a a breakout of people going, let's try possession based on how exciting it looks at the start of your movie?
1: I think that <laughs> I, I think that like in general, if it did exist, people would be doing it for right. real and like wanting to do it. Yeah. And maybe not the opening scene, but maybe one of the scenes later on, a little montage sequence with the makeout
0: yeah. scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I have friends who are real die-hard horror aficionados, and they found it terrifying. But, Michael, I think you've described it as more of a drama with horror elements, whereas, Danny, you've called it a full-blown horror I mean, I'm not trying to create some uh, unnecessary sibling rivalry on a Sunday morning. But-
1: There's so much of that already. We are rivals. <laughs> We're really on the edge here, mate, and you're pushing it straight <laughs> And over. I would say this, though. Michael didn't write the film, so what does he know? Uh, <laughs> I-, I think it was a thing like the way that we tackled it, especially with the music in certain scenes. It was uh, the original score for certain bits is going to be more horror-based, and then it was it changed more emotional. Yeah. Because I, I saw I saw things more dramatic than horror. You know, I, I saw the uh, the emotion in it as opposed yeah, to I, horror. Yeah, I, I like that it's both genres. But I was just saying that to say like, hey, we're not ashamed that we made a horror film. It's like it sounds like you're like, oh, I'm what's... not ashamed that we made a drama film, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <With horror elements. laughs>
0: I mean, does it work creatively, though, like approaching things? Because obviously you're, both, you're co-directing the movie. Does it work creatively having like, you know, a, perhaps a different way of looking at the same scene?
1: Well, I think it was like we had the same overall vision in terms of like what we shot. It was the, it's the editing process that that we kind of had to find our way through. Like when when it came to editing, our poor editor I had an edit of the film. Danny had an edit of the film. The editor had an editor of the film. Uh, of the film. So it was like, you know, mediated, like going through all the, and it was huh. trying to tell us the best, you know, story in a cohesive way. And uh, one kept... of the edits wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say which edit it was, but one of them was just. Right. Is this visual, this interview? Because you're doing a lot of pointing in this direction.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, it is. So everyone will be able to appreciate uh, that moment. <laughs> so um, I think you've both talked about this and I think it does it really well. It, it meld genres, uh, you know. So I guess perhaps this is where the the drama, the horror, that the the comedy element comes from. I think you you've uh, you've mentioned previously, um, uh, memories of murder being a, 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 an example of something that does that really well. Would that be right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The best movie. It's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And, and like yeah, the way you know, even the way it's shot and things like that. Man, it, like every time, the first time I watched it, I didn't want to watch it again because I loved it that much. And I'm like, if I watch it again, I'm going to find some flaws in it or something. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, it's even better. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the old, uh, what's got these old Westerns where it's like, a, the shot changes, like starts as a close-up. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing.
0: Awesome. Um, I, I did mention uh, at the start, uh, uh, Raka Raka, your YouTube channel, and, and how you've been making movies of some kind since you were like 13 years old. I think that was uh, about the, the ballpark. So, does it feel like you've been, you know, learning the skills that you need to make this movie since then? Uh you know, I mean because obviously tonally this is very different to your channel, but in terms of using the camera in different ways, space, light, all the rest of it, did all that come into play here?
1: Well, yeah, every single video we did was like building up to this moment. Like it was all just training and all just practice. So what what else happened to make the feature film? It was like we've done so much thing to get our XP up. You know, I feel like, uh, well, yeah, people character. say that it's like, uh, you know, our debut feature film, but you know, we've got 25 years of experience really. <laughs> We're all five years old years. with dad's camera. <laughs> we had a video series of like, we used to make it so many different of our own movies. The evil flamingo, which was a ripoff of Chucky had eight mm-hmm. films. So it's our ninth film really. <laughs>
0: So really, I mean, you're 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 old hands at this. You've got franchises under your belt already.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got many franchises.
0: <laughs> um, I guess was there a pinch yourself moment when you're on set and you're like, "We're really finally here," or is it is it is there's work to be done? You don't really, once you're making a feature by all accounts, have that moment to sort of take a step back and embrace it, or or did you?
1: Oh my! Every single day, I was like, "What? How do we get here?" <laughs> every day was. It was the most overstimulating experience. Like even the writing of it was so rewarding, and then casting, and then pre-production, and production. Like every single step of the way it was like, "What? How the? F-? This is so amazing!" Like it literally was a dream. Like, uh, yeah, I was always constantly stepping back and uh, admiring where we were and what we were doing. Like it's so magical making a film. It- it's weird when you go on set, like because it's such a you know it's such a big like compared to YouTube. You know, it's like a uh, like a unit alone, and it's like. 15 trucks everywhere you rock up. It's like, man, I feel bad for the neighbors. <laughs> uh-huh. But like, that's when I'd go, like, you'd go every time you go to set and you'd see the setup, you're like, wow. And we'd like get together every single night, with the heads of departments and all have slumber parties and watch movies and just talk and stuff. And it was seriously like, it was heaven. I loved it so much.
0: That's funny you say that because I was going to ask. I've heard of horror directors with their cast. They'll they'll give them a crash course in in the kind of movies that perhaps have inspired or the performances that, you know, you want to capture the same tone of. So they sit their cast down and go, have a watch of these. This is your homework. Do this. And then, you know, we can talk about what we want to bring to our film. Did you do that or did the cast come prepared?
1: Well, yeah, pretty much we sat down with each of the actors and broke down every single scene with them and like uh, went through all of their like Like, we would show clips of inspiration and things that were inspiring and like uh, elements that I'd try to want to capture. So like, it was always like a one on one with the actors and then like talking it through. But like it was more of the crew members at night. We, we'd get together and we'd watch movies and have movie nights. Uh, and, but like, yeah, with, with the actors, it was always like very specific and just like specific moments and scenes as opposed to full films.
0: Were all the crew um, okay with that? Because horror is, a, I mean, do you have to love horror to work on a horror movie? Or were they like, I don't, listen, uh, thank you for the opportunity, guys. I'd love to come and sit with you at a slumber party, but I'm fucking terrified of horror movies.
1: <laughs> well I, like funnily enough it wasn't all straight out horror we like we did watch some drama admittedly uh so it, was, it was it was a bunch of different genres so uh yeah there were some full-blown horrors but everyone was everyone knew what we were there for so they were keen
0: uh, all right listen uh, we're talking about cinema and it's now time to head to our virtual cinema which is in another dimension a dimension of pure film you are our guide we are your audience let's go on a trip to the movies. So we push open the doors to our virtual cinema and find ourselves in the foyer. There's an excited buzz as there always is in a cinema foyer, the hum of anticipation. It's your perfect trip, guys. Who are you picking living or dead to go with you?
1: Oh wow. my gosh, I know, I know this...
0: who. Can I bring two people or just one? I mean, it's normally just one, but I'm feeling I'm feeling like you, you know, you were you were up all night working, so I'm going to let you have two.
1: Uh, my producer, Samantha Jennings, and uh, my actor, Sophie Wilde. I want to bring the two of them. And I want to bring Israel Adesanya and Asanya. And. Oh. Uh, Come on. Uh, no, what's his name? Spill it, it out. What's his name? Uh, Spit it out. Oh, my God. Sam Raimi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. So we've got Samantha Jennings, Sophie. Sorry. What was. Oh, Sophie Wilde, of course. Uh, Israel and Asanya yeah. and Sam Raimi. Yeah, that's a hell of a night, and I love the fact I said two and you've picked four, but I guess two each that works. No, I'm not <laughs> gonna one
1: each. You're selfish. Do people get killed off
0: in this? Maybe. Okay. Can... Uh, so, uh, Sam Raimi, was he? was he someone that you grew up watching a lot of his movies?
1: Yeah, and Dab was a massive fan of him. So we saw, you know, the stuff through him. It was, like Our biggest childhood thing was Spider-Man more than anything. Like remember of, Evil Dead. I remember Evil Dead. You general. quote Spider-Man to a T. You know every single line. You will sit up all night with Tamati right. and re-watch parts and laugh. at Don't every tell segment. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, like, so Dab was a massive fan of Sam Raimi. And so when we after the film uh, came out, he'd seen it. And then we actually had the opportunity of having dinner with Sam Raimi. And then we sent Dad like a video, you know. And I was like, hey, "Look, Sam. Sam Raimi, Dad. We eat steak with Raimi."
0: <laughs> How was that? That must that must have been nice. I mean, talking about pinch yourself moments earlier. Did you have? Because a, a lot of questions for him about like and that bit and that bit and the bit in that and the bit in that and, and, and Spider Man. Oh, yeah. him quote?
1: oh yeah, we we're too specific. We we're asking so many questions, and then like. We didn't believe it was real, so we had to make sure it was real. We got a fork and just stabbed him in the cheek just to make sure he was there. <laughs> ah.
0: All right. That is a lovely quartet. You're going to the cinema with. I mean, Sophie Wilde, what a performance she gives in, in your film.
1: Yes. And it was so funny. Like I remember we tried to get away and watch a film at like one point, like I like I think it was during the press tour. And then we got in, we sat down, we got our popcorn. And then we were just so exhausted. Like we both really fell asleep in the movie. Not because the movie was bad, but because we were so exhausted. But we really wanted to go to the cinema and watch something together. But uh, yeah,
0: next time. All right. Well, look, we've got a lovely quartet, as I said. So there's a clock in the wall in the foyer. It reads a specific time. What time of day have we gone to the cinema?
1: That's a midnight screening, baby. It is a midnight screen. Well, the, the coolest
0: time to watch a film. Okay, midnight. And you're you both happy with midnight? We're agreed on midnight?
1: i don't to want a foyer he's in, but mine no, no, <laughs> that's good.
0: Good, because there really is only one virtual cinema. So uh, if you were going at a different time, we'd have to re-record this with two entirely different trips. <laughs> so I'm glad we can agree on that. Right. You have booked the tickets for our trip. Where in the auditorium are we going to be sitting?
1: Right at the back, so there's no one behind me, and there's no one too in front of me. I'm in my own space right at the back. That's my spot. No, but that, that's what's usually taken. What? No. I'm about three rows from the front, you know, and like right in the middle there, because yeah. everyone's kind of middle and back. I'm more kind of just edging towards the front. I don't know, this screening at this virtual cinema, you know, yeah, look, me, Sammy, and part. Izzy are going to be at the front. Well, we're going to be in the, the back, back hanging out. Have a laugh. Go.
0: So, let me get this right. Michael, you're you're in the middle, 3 rows from the front. Danny, uh you are you're going at the you're going at the back, right at the back row. Any particular reason you like the back because that's I mean, to be honest, you sound a little bit like Jean Renault in Leon where he's asleep in the chair with a glass of milk next to him and a gun on the arm like you can't have anyone behind you. It's like a hitman, a hitman position.
1: <laughs> I, I, I um I have ADD and I tend to rock. So like I like even on airplanes, I always go to the very back left part of the plane, that very back corner. So I can rock without bothering anyone. So okay. I just want to have my own little space where I can sort of rock. You're going to be bothering your producer
0: and no, stuff. they're used to it. They're so used to it. All right, and are you, uh, Danny, are you picking the aisle or are you picking uh, the middle? They're right in the middle. Right, right in, in the middle as well. Middle. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so neither of you have that sort of anxiety that some people get about having to push past people if you need the bathroom halfway through a movie. You're cool with that.
1: I've got the cup, and if I need to go to the toilet, like so be it. It is. I never, world... I never go to the toilet in the cinema ever. Like, <laughs> I, like, I like if I sit down for the movie, I will make sure I'm ready to just watch no, the movie. No, I have, I have. And it's the worst thing ever. Shame on you. Yeah, it's like, no, only once. How much? Of and the... it was in a very important screening, too. I'm like, oh, I cannot hold this. Terrible. This is so good, but on dying. How much of the life of the filmmakers and everyone they put into it? And then you're just going to go, oh, I'll oh, screw this scene. I'm going to shame on you.
0: Mm. Uh, did you feel shame? Did you feel shamed uh, when you had to go to the toilet? Did you feel a lot of eyes on you?
1: Uh, well, no, it, there was no one in the cinema. Okay Because it was like We got an exclusive what? screening oh, I remember this Just Oh my gosh Oh why not Want to let them know? Uh, okay, go on. No no, can- no, no. Ari Aster organized a private screening of *Boas Afraid*, and Michael got up and went to the toilet. I ran. <laughs> to the I toilet. was like, "Are you serious right now?" And I remember we were talking to Ari about like people going to so, well, the some, movie. like, yeah. "What are you doing during the movie? Like, stop doing do that!" And I did it. I, I, I was like, literally, my, my gut was like dying. I hole. was in shock. When he got up, and I was like, "I cannot believe you just did that, man. Yeah, I you are James. pathetic." I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I was only gone for like, you know what? I ran to the door, pissed my pants, and ran back.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, then. Well, you've got your seats. They're the perfect seats for each of you. The final thing we need before we leave the foyer is snacks. God, there's lovely smells in the foyer. All manner of foodstuffs are available at the various counters. What are you choosing to eat?
1: The hot popcorn, nice Fresh hot popcorn with the Maltesers. You open the pack of Maltesers, put it at the front and sh- 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 shake it in and it gets in there. And you just take big that, 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 and then a nice big Coke. Okay. I, I I like definitely a bottle of water and a really disgusting hot dog. One of those gross hot dogs with the cheap bun um, and the bad sausage and the really crappy paste sauce. No, the cheese, that cheesy, pasty cheese. Oh, I love it. I. That's, yeah, that's just, oh, it tastes so good. So bad, but so good. That's it's like, like you're going to a back alley fair or no, something. I'm telling you, I'm not. telling you, that hot dog is it slaps. Okay.
0: You know the hot dog I'm talking about, right, Zane? I know exactly what hot dog you're talking about. And I feel that people are either all in or they will never eat one of those hot dogs. You, you, It's like it's black and white, day and night. There's no middle ground. No one ever goes, maybe I'll try a hot dog today. They know before they even get there. They're so good. Uh,
1: they're, it always drops. I hate wearing white. I'm not wearing white now, but every time I eat, even if it's not a hot dog, Food always gets on me like a little <laughs> dot of something. It's so annoying. Yeah. I, I can't stop. You're just to eat in your mouth. Yeah. Eat in yeah, your I mouth.
0: Yeah. What's lovely here is you've got a really classic order popcorn and a Coke. I mean, that feels like that feels timeless. And then we've got something that's probably only existed for the, the last 10 years a, 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 a shitty hot dog. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> See, I'm like well versed in cinema. I'm I have real knowledge. M- the timeless truth. Danny, like, I'm oh, sorry, weird timeless. Hot dog. <laughs> uh, Forty years ago were they putting Maltesers in their popcorn? No, they were not. You fraud. Why don't you go to the toilet in the middle of your private screening?
0: What was the first snack in a cinema? Do you know? Come on, Zane, you've done a bunch of these. Yeah, come on, Zane. Uh, I, I, well, I I'd, I wish I'd done my research. Thanks for putting me on the spot. I <laughs> imagine popcorn was... The, I'm going to say popcorn. It must be, but who knows? could have been a hot dog. It could have been a, hot dog. a hot dog. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish snack. I wish I hadn't it's said a, timeless. I'll,
1: if it's a hot dog and not popcorn, I'll say it's a horror film. Oh, my gosh. First snack in cinema ever. You ready? Yep. It was a... It doesn't say. This is the oldest. The Antarctic fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's ever discovered, not cinema. All right, let's not get distracted. the virtual <laughs> cinema? It's like, yeah, it's time.
0: I love both your orders. Let's leave the foyer and head towards the auditorium. Now, the corridor to the auditorium is looking pretty bare. So I'm going to put up some posters, and these posters depict some of your most important movie memories. And the first poster I'm going to put up depicts your fondest movie memory. I'm
1: fly. Oh, yes. Uh, I remember the first movie I ever watched in the cinema was Stuart Little. So I think it was a poster of Stuart Little. I think it's just a poster of Bug's Life. Well, I saw Stuart Little on that side of the foyer. You can look over there. Okay.
0: I mean, there are two walls in this corridor. Just to, just to keep the peace, I, I can put up both. So Stuart Little was, uh, was your first movie at the cinema.
1: It was. I kept hearing how magical the movies are in the movies, and then we went there. And I was so sure that Stuart was a real dude. And I was a little let down when I'm like, "Stuart's not real. A little sad.
0: So just just, uh, just uh, uh, to, to sort of uh, join the dots here. Roughly how old were you when you thought an animated mouse was potentially a real person?
1: Yeah, no, I was young, yeah, like 22. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like know. six? What? Yeah, probably something like that. I don't know. When Stuart Little came out, 99? Was it 99? Stuart Little was 99. Uh, you little, you, you I'm was sorry. Was the, the answer is What's...
0: Arctic Fruitcake.
1: <laughs> 1999.
0: Yeah, right. I would have been. Yeah, I would have been like six. And uh, okay. and Mike Michael, did you uh, when you saw a Bug's Life, did you think that the bugs might be real people?
1: No, but you know, maybe sometimes you used to squish ants, and I felt bad after that because I'm like, oh, they have lives. Michael used to torture animals. I did not. Yeah, <laughs> he, he used to step on ants and be like, oh, I didn't actually like. I'd step on an ant. i be like, oh, I killed it, and then I'm like. Do I feel bad about that? Because I didn't know I was a kid. Then I watched *A Bug's Life*. I'm like, you felt bad. I yeah. feel bad. Yeah, because I just killed Flick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the power of cinema. That's beautiful. It changed you. It changed you. It gave, it made you realize that ants gave them humanity. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm putting up posters for *Stuart Little* and *A Bug's Life*. The next poster I'm putting up depicts your worst movie memory.
1: 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We got taken to the cinemas to watch it by a lady. that I don't know why she was taking us. Because she's awesome. And I was watching it and I got so scared. It was the first time I'd ever truly been scared watching a film because she gets thrown down like a – I still haven't watched it to this day because I told myself, I'm like, I'm never going to watch that movie again. I still haven't watched it. (laughs) But she gets thrown down this, like, basement and then, like, her friends down there hanging, you know, with one leg Mm -hmm. over a piano. And he's like, kill me. And she's like, I want to get you off. She tries to pick him up. And he's like, Slater. She slips and he gets stuck further. He's like, kill me. Michael was so coward. And, she stabbing him. and I'm like, I felt sick. I was physically sick. And then Leatherface coming down the, the, the stairs. Like, I'm out of here. Oh, he's such a loser. Like I was, again, so embarrassed that he left the cinema. Because I told Jenny, I'm like, it was our, our dad's friend. And then she would take us to the MA movies. I'm like, we, we can watch this. We're old enough. We're, we're mature enough. And then Michael, running away from the cinema, I'm like, why'd you do that? No. Yeah, and at the counter, the lady's like, are you sure you want to bring them in? She's like, yeah. They're fine. They'll be fine. I was fine. And then then she saw me run out. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: So you 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 what happens? So you run out, and and the guardian who is in charge of your responsibility, like you have left the cinema. Does she does she follow you? Does she stay in? This- she does not care. She knows.
1: I left into the hallway, right, and I was sitting in the hallway by myself, and you know the empty hallway of the cinema. You know, how you walk walking, and I was just sitting there, and then I looked over, and there was a person. I swear it's real. I was standing at the other end of the hallway, looking at me, and I was just sitting there, and he started walking towards me. Right. And then he started jogging towards me, like running. And I ran back into the cinema, like back into the room. And then it was like chainsaw sounds. So I was kind of in that, like in between when you first walk in, you know, and I was just sitting there like, you know, hid behind a bin with my ears closed. And Jenny didn't come. (laughs) Uh My
0: God. Uh, Genuinely, that sounds like one of the worst uh, movie experiences I can imagine. Trapped between a movie that has scared you to death and a stranger running at you in a corridor.
1: (laughs) Huddled next to a bin And the bin felt really comforting Because it was like I could be hidden between both You know mm, mm.
0: So you spent a movie Huddled by a bin in a cinema That's that's it's upsetting <laughs> About
1: 25 uh, minutes say About 30 minutes Yeah
0: I'm guessing the same uh, Isn't your worst movie memory Danny
1: I mean, yeah, because I was embarrassed that he ran out like that, and like Jenny, I said that we were ready. She took us to all the horror films. And Michael did not come last. again. Yeah, Michael did not come again. That was the last. That she no, that was the last. That she took us to. No, I kept going. I watched House of Wax with so her. So did I. No, you didn't. I didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, uh, we're putting up on both walls a picture of 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre for different reasons. Fear. And embarrassment. So our third poster depicts the last performance that brought you to tears. I mean, do you cry? Is this is this rare or is this something yes, yes. I love crying in a movie. I love it.
1: I think the last time I cried in a film was probably JoJo Rabbit. Was the last time I, I cried. Um,
0: yeah. Which bit though, which bit made you cry?
1: Well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but it was something to do with
0: shoes. Oh okay yeah sure yeah okay that's good yeah. that's uh, that's spoiler free but those who've seen it will go of course
1: yeah 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 um mine was what's the one about the, the death metal band oh yeah um 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 the lords, of chaos. Oh. lords no, of chaos lords of chaos the film and it has uh Rory Culkin. Is yeah, it Rory, Rory Culkin. Walton. so the film was like uh i don't know the like you know it's like I, it's good, it's good, but they, like I thought, his performance though was amazing, and he plays a character that's like in a world, but he's not really part of that world. Like you know, he's like kind of for the for the front of like being like a you know death metal artist or whatever, but then he's like with like the real deal, like fucking Hardcore, killers, yeah, yeah. like the <laughs> murderers. And um, there's a part where he's getting stabbed. And he's trying to still like make, oh, we can do use this as a front, you know? And like, he's trying to get out of like being murdered. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my God, it feels so, it felt so real, that that scene. And he's getting stabbed and like trying to be, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I find that so Yeah, it was, it was a good scene. It was a good scene. Because, yeah, I think it just takes back to the, some things in the childhood where it was like, oh, you're pretending to be something that you're not. And then you get confronted. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Michael was a fraud. It is what was he's sad. Saying. I wasn't. I was the one doing the stabbing.
0: <laughs> All right, a poster for Lords of Chaos and a poster for JoJo Rabbit on your each of your individual walls. The final poster before we get into the auditorium depicts your unpopular movie opinion.
1: Mouse Hunt is a great film. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm going to second that. And I agree. Mouse Hunt is a great film. uh, Bill Hinsman, we're talking about films and like guilty pleasures. Hmm. And then I said Mouse Hunt and he was so disgusted by it. I said, what? It's like Again, it's a nostalgic thing. It was like. No, no, not even a nostalgic thing. The practical effects in Mouse Hunt are incredible. And the comedy and the slapstick and how like. Slapstick humor. And then you look at the reviews to Rotten Tomatoes and it's like 9% or something bad like that. It's a great movie. Uh, It was a very fun film.
0: So this is this is the Nathan Lane Lee Evans comedy where the, the they've got a house that they want to sell and then the mouse yeah. they can't evict the mouse and it ends with that amazing destruction of the entire mansion.
1: Yes, yes. and at the end he's like, This house will stand forever, and then it just <laughs> implodes it's him. so fun, and there's so many amazing practical slapstick. It's like a live-action cartoon, it's incredible. I think you're right though I'm Now I'm thinking back It did get some sniffy reviews
0: at the time
1: It was kind of the same as Home Alone Like got like bad reviews Because they're like This isn't it, a- it did not get yeah, bad reviews Home Alone 2 They said this isn't Looney Tunes You are kind of kids throwing bricks on people's faces <laughs> It was like It was like It was like Looney Tunes But in real like slapstick in real life And like people would like Things that would kill people And like saying it's fun Yeah know, yeah For yeah. kids It is fun It's so a great film too I love it Mark getting a lecture <laughs>
0: Yeah. And you know yeah. what?
1: Like, even, nice. if people watch this haven't seen the film, they're like, I'm to watch a fucking horror film. <laughs> you can tell uh, we're really uh
0: um, versed in cinema. Uh, I I just got a little thank you to uh to uh, the PR Chris who's just uh put a message on saying 35% is what Rotten Tomatoes gave Home Alone two. So uh
1: oh, right. and while we're waiting, Chris, uh what do they give home, mouse, hunt. mouse Hunt? Yeah, yeah let's uh, continue We'll have the uh we'll have them take care of that. Find <laughs> that out We'll do Chris? All right, next question. 44%. 44%? <laughs> Other than 2. That's pretty good, damn.
0: Yeah, it's still not great. It's I think I don't think that's fresh. So I think that's I think you were totally valid in having Mouse Hunt. Uh how did you describe it a work of art, a masterpiece? I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> I
1: forgot already.
0: I'd say a timeless <laughs> classic. <laughs> a timeless classic, right? That's our final poster. That is for Mouse Sun. Right. Let's get into the auditorium now. And um, there is a queue of people who'd love to join uh, yourself and your four guests in the cinema. Do you want to let them in? Do you want a busy cinema, or would you like it just the six six of you?
1: Depends on what we're watching. No, it depends on where they're sitting. Like I'm, I'm so I love a communal experience. I love watching so many people and having everyone react and having it's fun. Not sitting you. Just I don't want them next to me. Like I, I, we want to be on our own little space. There needs to be a seat between us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel I feel like kind of yeah everyone, but you know we're there with the style bender and we're there with Raimi, You know. You know, saying, like, no, that's going to take away. Like, it, it's not going to be away. a private screen No, maybe. I think that we want a communal. That's the point of going to the cinema. No, but no, you're like saying, "Oh, I want a communal," but you're in a bubble, like no one can touch you. I, I think there's going to be a fight that breaks out in the <laughs> auditorium between myself, and Michael, and uh,
0: yeah. I, 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 not that I'm just trying to, you know, be the UN in uh, in this scenario, but sh- shall we create a buffer zone between your seats and the back seats, and and have like half the people in?
1: You, know, you what? know what? My half, I want everyone in. Let's Rock. do it. Make, Make with the fam. Why not? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You agree now. Let the whole bloody place in. As long as not, I've got a vantage point of throwing my Coke at the back of Michael's head. You're to <laughs> hit be, everyone. My, I guess as soon as Michael gets up to go to the toilet, I'm going to throw things at him. Well, yeah. let's yeah. not
0: let's not forget you are holding a cup of pee potentially. So that's quite a threat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, and someone's going to start talking and I'm going to say, hey, quiet it down, will you? So I want that
0: to happen in the movie as well. I want to yell at someone. That makes you sound like an old man, and coupled with holding a cup of pee, I really, it's like, you young people, yeah. I've had to pee in a <laughs> cup. Stop having fun, <laughs> yeah. Right, we're letting them all in. We're in the cinema. So the first thing I'm going to play on, the big screen, is a trailer for the movie you are most looking forward to seeing at the cinema. What are you most looking forward to seeing?
1: The Israel Adesanya documentary. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Barbuheimer. I am looking forward to Barbie <laughs> A little bit of both. I know it opens. We're well, pretty much there. Our competition, but I'm i I'm, I'm down for Barbuheimer. It's not a competition. They're, they're, these are our like peers. No, they want to bury you. They don't want anyone to go watch your film. They want to bury. you. They want to drop a nuke on us. They want to <laughs> drop a nuke on you. They, you know, I I feel like you're being very plastic right now. And then my is style bender documentary. I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Okay, that's great. I love it. So you've got uh, the documentary, Israel and your documentary, and you're you're watching both Barbie and Oppenheimer.
1: Barbieheimer, I'm in oh I'm watching or is it a trailer?
0: Oh Wait, yeah, it's, oh, a trailer. it's a trailer. Oh my god, I forgot. You're absolutely right. Thank you for picking me up oh, on that, Michael. Oh, yeah. No. Virtual yeah.
1: reality is is there a lag here or something? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: what? <laughs> yeah.
0: <Are> <laughs> yep.
1: One for the Starbender.
0: What's it about though? I, I, this is honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Tell me it's about it.
1: The UFC fighter has a documentary on his life. Okay, he's a modern day like living legend. It's very cool.
0: Okay, brilliant. And he's,
1: got a, he's got a uh doco coming out about like his life. He's fast, he's awesome. He's so cool. He, yeah, he's awesome.
0: Just, just, to just to paint a, a picture for you, why I'm, this might not be on my radar. The last time I heard about UFC was when it started, and someone went, "There are no rules apart from eye gouging and fish hooking." Is that still a thing?
1: I think there's a few more rules. There's now. more <laughs> rules now. It's okay. more. Like, it's more. So it's like a sport now. It's not like a full. It's still gladiator, but there's rules. There's rules.
0: Uh, my 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 knowledge of UFC extends as far as uh, the film Warrior, which I very much enjoyed.
1: Oh, it's a good film. I like that ending. It's so incredible. That song. Oh, what an ending.
0: Hmm. Let's, let's carry on though. The next thing I'm playing on the screen is the movie moment that makes you literally or metaphorically pump your fist in the air.
1: This isn't me personally, but I was in a room once when uh, that character in the mist gets shot in the head.
0: Oh my God. You mean, yeah, the end of The Mist, one of the most shocking endings of any movie no, before ever. Yeah, that,
1: when we, he shoots his child. My oh, oh, <laughs> in the air, and I'm like, And yes. then he's got the gun in his mouth, but he's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a character in that that is, like, turning everyone oh, the against lady, the, the radical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was in the cinema with people there, and, like, the whole cinema, like, cheered. And I was like, whoa, someone has died. <laughs> whoa. So yes. I, I remember that being a big moment for everyone. Um. A fist pump moment. I think my fist pump is when he kills his family in the car. I'm going to put my fist up on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you went from genuinely a, a really good one to one that is uh, troubling, to say the least. Uh, I can't remember so, that character's name, Mrs. Something. She's awful. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. But fine. She has you this can...
1: amazing line. She has this amazing line in the movie when someone's like, everyone needs a friend. I'll be your friend. And she's like, when I want a friend like you, I'll have myself a nice little squat and shit one out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're not picking that. You're picking uh, Thomas Jane killing his family. This, at the is, end. Comedy. this is
1: comedy. Sorry. This, this,
0: this... Mrs. Carmody. Yeah. All right. Do you want that? Or do you want the dead kids?
1: It was, it was one everyone. Kid. It was one kid and all of his friends. And two elderly. Yeah. 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 He he really, he, that's a fist bump moment.
0: Yeah. I'm in. All right. All right. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Michael? Are you, you going to jump on this weird bandwagon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might stay away from that one. Like a, a like a fist bump. Probably nah. I cargo so too. Say something more, more, dark. Sorry, something more
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: my god. Yeah. If you In well, American psycho and he drops the chainsaw someone is running away. An American psycho.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. When she's it's escaped. Like,
1: oh and like not, not like a good it's like kind of like, oh you you got him, you know, but it was a bad What about when Dumbledore gets killed? You I don't know you're that. In Harry Potter, yeah. Can it be from a game? Uh, no, we're sitting <laughs> talking about movies. <laughs> no, we oh. a TV show. No, no. no. When it, it's when too- Joel dies, when Joel dies, I don't know what this scenario. We're in we're in virtual reality, no, another, no, dimension. No, no. We're in another dimension, no, 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 That no. game is a movie. It's the done, game's a, movie. the game's a movie. Next, the Next question. You're Joel gets killed at the beginning with a, uh, a uh, with a golf club, and literally that was when I was like, it was like a, a fist bump. Was I like throwing my control? What?
0: Oh my oh, god. I- I hate that moment in Last of Us, uh The Last of Us Two. I really I'm like are you just everyone did
1: they do so appreciate every moment with Joel after that, I believe. I had to fend you, Neil Drookman, is it? Dirtman, Drookman. Last of us Naughty Dog, we love you.
0: Okay, it sort, of, it sort of seems kind of weird that this should be the next question, considering the moments you picked for fist-pumping moments. Uh, but next, we're going to play what you consider cinema's most shocking moment. Uh, we've already used up Joel's death in The Last of Us, a chainsaw on a woman fleeing a psychopath, and a man killing his family in a car just before the mist clears. So what on earth could be your most shocking moment?
1: Oh, well, obviously, like, it still has... Exorcists crucifix scene like every time it's like holy beep am i right Th- yeah. that that definitely i think it's like one of the most shocking scenes in cinema history okay
0: that's a mm. good one i like that danny michael
1: mine was probably in the mist when he gets saved
0: when the the army turn up and the mist clears yeah okay yeah,
1: not because he gets away you know yeah not because like you know he gets to survive it's cinema good. It's like- history In cinema history?
0: He's saying in cinema history. It's not a bad one. A lot of people were broken by by that. It's just the timing. It's like the final bullet goes off and then they're like, hey, it's all right. We got rid of the monsters. How you doing?
1: Yeah, in that moment, that's when my fist was pumping the hardest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. The mist clearing at the end of the mist. (laughs) Okay. Now we're going to play through the big Dolby Atmos speakers. The line of dialogue from a movie that most affected you.
1: I'm not going home. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. It's Lord of the Rings and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. No, it's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. No, the most affecting. though... oh, let me think of this. You, I can. Oh, I, I'd probably be in, in Stuart Little. That's no mouse. That's my brother. No, I'm, actually, I, I'm gonna go over the Harry Potter one.
0: I like it. All right, Michael, are you uh, do you concur? I concur. All right, fine. So. Penultimate question. We're nearly there. What is, in your opinion, the best use of music in a movie?
1: Oh, one pops to my mind recently That's you know, I'm just going to say it from, uh, what's it called? What's Steven Spielberg's latest film? The Fable. The Fablemans. The Fablemans. Yeah. And he's looking at the footage and the, 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 the mum's playing the piano and he's like, a... Like going through like going through the footage and it's like starts with like a beautiful tune and then it starts like getting more like sinister as he's like figuring out oh she's got a thing with the friend and then like and like the, the camera it was like moving around like with him and then like when he turned the other way it would come back out around the other way and then the music was like changing and the mom's sitting there like with the dad like that was amazing yeah that's a good recent one so, so good that was good that was good that was good uh score yeah, yeah, yeah. But I reckon ever is probably 2001: Space Odyssey when the you know the monkey gorilla smashes for the first time and it plays also a thura. Is it it's a thirster?
0: Love it. That's two good choices. Uh, I feel that Michael, you you snaffled up both of those. So uh, yeah. there you go, Danny. You don't get one.
1: Uh, right. Stop trying to wrap up this interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, where are we now? Okay, good. We've arrived. We've arrived. It's time to announce to your excited four guests and the audience in this packed auditorium, the movie or movies you have decided to screen for us tonight out of all other films. What are we watching for our double bill?
1: Two films. Memories we are going burnout. to watch Memories of Murder and The Vanishing. No, we've, that's a double bill. You've done triple. Stop adding answers. And Onibaba. You stop adding answers. You've picked yours. And Throne of Blood. You've picked yours.
0: <laughs> I've got it.
1: And I- Le Passé. And Talk to Me.
0: <laughs> uh, the pen has touched the paper, and it's already written, Memories of Murder and The Vanishing. So tell me, first of all, when you first saw Memories of Murder, where were you Uh how? Uh, what was the experience like?
1: It literally just in my bedroom, and I was like, I forgot I was in my bedroom. I was transported, and it's so yeah. Look, wow, yeah. Just would it would have been in our bedroom? So. Yeah, I yeah. I was. Yeah. I don't remember where I it was it's because in my mind I was in Korea investigating a serial killer on the loose. That's how engulfed I was. Yes. And then there's that scene where they're going around like the, they've got the evidence, and everyone keeps like <laughs> trampling <laughs> over the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Great
0: film. All right. And The Vanishing. Tell me when you first saw The Vanishing.
1: The Vanishing, I think it was it was that magical thing. It was raining outside and we were watching it with the crew in pre-production for Talk to Me. So it was just like that whole thing. It always felt like everyone was like, because in Adelaide, I've got like film friends, but like not many. And so like to be with all these like film lovers and all these people that I just look up to so much and respect. Like my production designer Bethany Ryan, my DOP Aaron Kleski, Samantha Jennings, like all just all sitting together while it's raining outside in this little back pool house. Oh, it's just the best movie experience. It's uh, it was so cool. Michael wasn't there. He was a a week late to pre production of Talk to Me because was, was in a, Hawaii. He was in Hawaii, but because of good reasons. I was researching things. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, he <laughs> asked why like, he was the one so He gave him a fucking novel. <laughs> I was just like magical ending.
0: Yeah. It was a very magical ending. It was beautiful prose. That's it then. Michael, Danny, the curtains have closed. The guests are milling out, smiling, chatting, and thanking you for taking them on an incredible night out of the movies. But before you go, it's time for this week's mystery question as we ask, what's in the box? I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Oh, what's in the box? Okay, I've opened the box. The question is... So there has been talk of you directing the new Street Fighter movie. Mm, if that happens, do you have an idea of how you'd approach that film?
1: We would copy the um, original version from what year was it? Nineteen ninety-four. The Van Dam. We would copy it frame by frame. <laughs> that's our. That's our, That was our pitch to the room. Like that movie, we're going to redo it frame by frame. <laughs> And to you, it was a big question, but to us, it was Tuesday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine because obviously, I mean, look, I you know uh, that word, the, the the words that are bandied around quite a lot, where it's something wasn't popular at the time, and just because like twenty years have passed, people go, it's now a cult classic. But with that movie, uh, people there's a lot of love for it, and then you've got the animated one, which obviously takes everything a lot more seriously.
1: You know the way we actually have been approaching it is looking at, you know, all the games and looking at the things that inspired the games, where the games came from, the people. Because, you know, some of the characters are based on real people as well. Like Sagat is based on a real person in Thailand that still trains people. So I went to Thailand because I heard like a a flicker of where he was. And I went bouncing around these Muay Thai camps trying to find him. And then by Camp 6, I found Sagat. No way, so yeah, yeah. And I trained with Sagat, and then um... i have got to show him a quick clip. This is awesome, you'll love this. Oh, wait! Oh, oh, this is a exclusive. There's this level in the Street Fighter game, you yep. know, this level, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. It is a real place, and Michael found it. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I found it on like Google. Google? And then oh, and then in a taxi and said, hey, can we go here? I, oh, yeah, I wasn't really trekking through the, you know, the but mountains. But he did trek the And
0: he did find Sagat. I did just...
1: trek through the mountains to find Sagat, though.
0: And it, was, it, was it worth it? Was it good to actually meet Sagat in the flesh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Very different to the game visually. Right. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. And it was like a an awesome experience training with him. He had some interesting ways of. Oh my God, fighting. imagine having a budget, a big ass budget for big ass action scenes. Oh, I'm in heaven. Imagine being oh, oh, working with Legendary on Street Fighter. And that's <laughs> where you can get the budget, man. <laughs> yeah like so we're just looking at, we're looking at the, the things the brutes behind street fun that's the way we're approaching it right now yeah um, yeah yeah and but like just the, and design set pieces that have never been seen before and like yeah the whole idea of it is so exciting because even on our youtube stuff we are designing rigs and stunt rigs that have never been done before and so like the idea of actually having a budget and being able to pull that off at like a proper scale is oh Man. Yeah, and kind of bring that kinetic energy to it as well, and then try and do justice to a game turned to the film because it is hard to do. It is so hard to do, and and Street Fighter is difficult as well. Um, so it's a hard nut to crack, and I just hope we do justice to the fans that's a, that's the main thing for me the yeah. audience of course you want to be for a audience but it's like you can't ignore the fans like that's the people that you know I just they're the original it. lovers of the game that's where it comes from I just and, and, experience. and everyone's like what that movie blew my mind. wild doing <laughs> justice to the game and
0: <laughs> you know, um, I'm really excited for you guys that sounds that sounds really really exciting and uh, and well done on meeting Sagat as well and um, that is it then my god the taxi has arrived to ferry you back to reality. But before you go, let's recap your perfect night out at the cinema. You are going with Samantha Jennings, Sophie Wilde, Israel and and Sam Raimi to a midnight screening. Michael is going to be sitting in the middle, three rows from the front. Danny's going to be at the back, also in the middle, potentially holding a cup of pee. We don't know yet. We are putting on for you as snacks... Hot popcorn with Maltesers thrown in and a Coke for you, Michael. Danny's having a bottle of water and a hot dog with that cheesy gloop on it. We're walking down the corridor. Your fondest movie memories for Danny. It was a bug's life for Michael. It was Stuart Little. Uh, Or was that the other way round? That was the other way round. The other way round. The other way round. 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Michael is the worst movie memory he's had and also for Danny because he was embarrassed when Michael left the cinema. The last performance that brought you to tears, Rory Culkin in Lords of Chaos for Michael and Jojo Rabbit for Danny. The final poster depicts your unpopular movie opinion and you agreed that Mouse Hunt is a timeless classic. The movies you are most looking forward to seeing were playing trailers for Stylebender and Barbie Heimer. The movie that makes you pump your fist in the air. For Michael, it is dropping a chainsaw while naked apart from sneakers in American Psycho. Danny, it's the killing Go of his home. family in the mist. The shocking moment is the mist when he saved for Michael at the very end, having killed his family and friends. Danny, it's the crucifix scene in The Exorcist. The line of dialogue is, I'm not going home. Not really. From a Harry Potter movie. You both agreed on that one. The best use of music in a movie is the gorilla smashing someone with a bone in 2001 or the Fablemans where he's watching his mum play piano. Then a double bill of memories of murder and the vanishing. Those were your trips to the movies. Have you had a good time?
1: the vodka in my drink or I something people we were very drunk I don't know if I agree with those completely <laughs> I was we don't know what we were saying it was glitching the virtual cinema was glitching we were drunk and we don't know what we were saying <laughs> yeah that's not necessarily what it was because we are in another dimension so. and we did land in London and we're jet lagged we apologise for any weird answers <laughs> that sounds like the worst answers to any kind of story Stop. ever and if so- I was walking down that hallway I'd turn around and walk straight back
0: out. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much Great uh, work on Talks to Me. It's out at the end of the month here in the UK. Thanks again, guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. you. Is it Sunday? (laughs) And as Danny and Michael's cab carry them away from our virtual cinema off into the distance, we must all leave their movie paradise and return to reality. But to soften the blow, how would you like a pair of tickets for a night out at a very real Odeon cinema? Each week we give away a pair to someone who leaves us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It's that simple. So jump on there, leave us a review, preferably a nice one if that's okay. And if I read it out, I'll send you some tickets. The competition is only open to UK residents and the tickets exclude odian leicester square and odian Lux. and just before i say my final farewell for this episode don't forget you can find the full video for today's danny and michael Filippo interview and indeed for every guest on our trip to the movies youtube channel so please head over there and as i said at the start help us grow the podcast by hitting the subscribe button and that really is it i'll be back next week when another guest fills our cinema with their celluloid dreams as they take us on a trip to the movies bye-bye